and welcome once again to the Lucky Mojo Voodoo Rubric Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I'm your announcer, Papa Nuka, PapaNuka.com in Omaha, Nebraska, and in just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-host, Captain Ironwood of LuckyMojo.com in Forestville, California, and Condaman Ali of TheCondaman.com in Mission Viejo, California. This week, we'll be joined by a special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, Angela Marie Horner of AngelaMarieHorner.com in Santa Rosa, California, bringing us today's topic on cleansing work. Afterwards, they'll take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African American folk magic practices of hoodoo, conjure, or root work as divine and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodooists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and called into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first, let's catch up with our co-hosts, Miss Cat and Conjure Man Ali. Miss Cat? Hi, Papa Newt. How are you this morning? Or afternoon, I should say. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I'm, I'm quite well, quite well. Just trying to stay uh, cool. You have a heat wave out there in Nebraska? Uh, I mean, it's just hot and humid. I don't know if there's much of a heat wave, but it's just hot and humid, and the humidity is what's <laughs> bad when you're landlocked. Ah, uh, well, we just are having it hot. Uh, there is no mm-hmm. humid here, and um, I think that um, Countryman Ollie can assert that as well, right? You're down there mm-hmm. in Southern California, hot, no humid. We're okay. um, being plagued, if you listen to the national news, with um, another year's worth of forest fires. And it's getting pretty bad. None of them are near us this time. Um, not like last year, but that end is not in sight because um, they're just burning out of control. So um, I could say something about stupid humans, but I'm just not going to. It's We all know who caused it, stupid humans. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But we soldier on anyway because, you know, as long as we have a, a life to live, we just keep going. So, up at the Lucky Mojo, uh, right now, if if people follow me on Facebook, you'll see I posted about Wi-Fi weather, and people ask me, what was I talking about? Well, we have about, I don't know, eight different Wi-Fi broadcasters on our land, and they're all, so you can have Wi-Fi in the barn, and you can have Wi-Fi out at the chicken coop, and you can have Wi-Fi in the shop, and you can have Wi-Fi in my upstairs bedroom, wherever you want Wi-Fi, my office, Shiva's office, the porch, it's all Wi-Fi all the time. But one of the Wi-Fis has, um, or two of them actually, have gone loopy. So we've been drifting in and out of Wi-Fi. Like, it'll be fine for five minutes or half an hour or two hours, and then it'll just go away, and it won't come back. And then it comes back, but it comes back really slow. So um, we've been highly um, frustrated <laughs> with Wi-Fi. Highly, un- highly un fied Holly on Wi-Fi. Yeah, right now I'm 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 broadcasting from the from the uh, church um, office, which is highly unusual, but it has semi-reliable Wi-Fi right now. We have a technician coming in tomorrow, but you know we had to schedule it, and you can't get what you want always on the day you ask for it in these busy times. So it'll all be taken care of. I hope by the next time I talk to y'all. But right now it's 
kind of crazy. So um, we've been working on uh, website design. We've been working on book projects. My semi-super-secret book project is progressing nicely. Um, I did have to swap computers because without Wi-Fi, I couldn't work in my office and put it on the hard drive where it was supposed to go, my typesetting, I should say. But uh, so now we, I've, we've, we're down to actually swapping computers that don't need Wi-Fi to work on their own hard drives. We have about 11 computers in our network, so this is pretty disastrous for us in a in a non-painful way. <laughs> it just it's just one of those things like you know you just look at it and you go, dang, stop that already. So it'll be fixed. Um, we do have some. Uh, other news to report, different things that are going on in the shop. We're still late on our newsletter. I think I mentioned that last week, that we were late on the newsletter. Look for it around the 4th of July. Well, it ain't out yet because no Wi-Fi. And that means one has to be seated at a specific computer to work on the newsletter, which I have not been. So we'll get there. We're doing okay. And um, we are in very much enjoying the summer uh, job um, being attended to by Max Jones, um, a, a new young lady hired for the summer, bright young gal, and happens to be kind of a ch- chip off the old block. It's Leslie Lowell's daughter, <laughs> and Leslie Lowell is our shop manager, and Max is right there learning the database and everything. And so we're very happy. But it's only a summer job, but we're very happy to have Max with us today. It's a lot of a lot of uh, cheerful energy, young child around who's um, obviously uh, highly intelligent and highly motivated like her mom. So um, everybody else is cooking along. Margie's up there um, and uh, Jenna and everybody else, they're all making things. And those who are not making things in the shop are making things at home. Yose and Nicole and Althea is also making things. And so Heidi is there. And um, we send our good wishes to Nikki, who was sick today. So that's what's happening. And, of course, Eileen, you just come back to work, honey, on Monday, and you'll see all the boxes we did for you. So that's what's happening at the shop. All right, well, I don't have anything much else new to report. Um, There will be some more upcoming stuff about our catalog pages online. We're doing a big overhaul of the catalog online, bigger, better, finer, more magnificent than ever. And um, we'll let you know when that's all ready to unveil. So that's all I have to say. What about you, Ollie? What's going on in your world? You're doing a lot of root work? I certainly am uh, trying to do root work away from the heat. Um, As you mentioned, there's definitely a heat wave rolling in, but I think California is quite fortunate in that our heat is generally dry heat. It's not a lot of humidity that we get, which I think is kind of the worst form of heat. I remember I was in D.C. last year during a heat wave, and it was a disaster. The humidity just knocks you out. It, It saps all your strength. Um, so uh, we, we we definitely have a heat wave. I've got all the windows closed and the blinds closed and the AC blasting and root work uh, in, in the nice, cool indoors um, is what I've been up to for the past, uh, this is what I should say, this past weekend. Um, and really continuing on the trend of doing uncrossing work in particular. 
which which seems to be the trend for end of June, beginning of July. So people have really been asking for uncrossing work and you know, coming across clients who you do readings for and you just see their roads blocked in every which way. So I think that's very fitting uh, with today's discussion on cleansing. And and I just realized I forgot the biggest announcement of all. Um, mm. Missionary Independent Spiritual Church, which burned down on July 14th of 2017, will be reopening on July 14th of 2018. That's right. Wow, congrats. That's yeah. exciting. Um, uh, we've got uh, we've got the everything planned to 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 run. We're going to be you know the page will be back up right now. If you go to the Missionary Independent Candle Services page, it just flips you over to Deacon Millet's Four Altars because he agreed to take our clients during that time. But we're going to flip it back to ourselves and. Um, how we will, exciting. We will begin um, burning candles again. There may be a few little changes in how uh, we do it. Um, it may actually revert to um, an older version. Um, I guess it was about four or five years ago. But that only has to do with how we process the material. It doesn't. It's not about how we burn the candles. It's really about internal uh, arrangement of who works for the church, how, when, and what they're doing. So, um, but it it will be happening, and that will be uh, covered in the newsletter um, when we ever get that newsletter out, which we hope to do. Sure. So yeah, and we want to thank everybody um, for all the contributions that were given for the rebuilding of the church building. The candles will no longer be burned in the church. They're being burned out on a, a flagstone pad with bricks, a little brick centerpiece on it, which is what was the pad that the church stood on. The church has been moved down the hill. We've talked about that in the, over the course of this year. And um, I am really looking forward to being able to get back to candle services. It's something that I love to do. I love to see them. And um, the way we have it set up now, it's way safer. There's um, many feet of just sheer stone all around the candle, so they're not going to go anywhere. And um, we're we're very hopeful that people will remember us from a year ago and remember our uh, 20 years of service here, and they will come back and have some candles set with us. But if we start off more slowly... Then we were. Um, that'll be good for us too, because it'll give us a chance to kind of get back in the groove, get everyone retrained, and maybe hire someone new. So yeah, Missionary Independent Spiritual Church is coming back on the one-year anniversary of the day it burned to the ground. All righty. Well, let me ask a question here. Um, do we have our lovely Angela Marie on the line? I'm here. Can you hear me? I sure can. Hi. Yay. <laughs> Hi. Yeah. It's Hi. wonderful to it's wonderful to you know hear your voice. Um, I'm I'm kidding because Angela was here on the property earlier in the day, and then she <laughs> she drove back to her uh, office to log into the show. So Angela, are you looking forward to us reopening the church? Yeah, I am. Um, it'll be nice to be able to do readings in a little, a little church, and uh, it's 
the candle the candle service was fun. I wouldn't mind going back to doing some candles. Yeah. Well, we'll probably press you into candle services if we can. <laughs> I know Uh-oh. you have you, you have well, you have your own, you know, you're one of those little little fledgling birds that, you know, grew all your own feathers and flew the nest. And um mm-hmm. and you still check back in with us, but you know, folks, she's got her own practice now. So Angela's comes and works for us uh, one day a week, half a day, three-fourths of a day, whatever she's got going. She will do readings here on Sundays, and she is making um, just about every mojo bag that is made for the shop, Angela is making them. So she's working for for the shop, but not in the shop. And um, so if you need a reading or whatever, you can contact her directly or you you can contact her through Missionary Independent Spiritual Church and she can book you and read for you either at the church when it reopens or she can read for you uh, on the telephone from her own place. So just wanted to let you all know that. Um, Okay, so today our topic is cleansing work. So, as usual, I'm going to just begin with a little opening of this. A cleansing, or cleaning, as it used to be known, is done for a number of purposes. The most important purpose, but the least often mentioned in the first paragraph, is just keeping clean. In other words, if you have a home, you would clean it with your normal cleaning products, but why not clean it with spiritual cleaning products? Why not make every cleaning a bit of a spiritual endeavor, and bring in really good positive energy. You don't have to be messed up, crossed, jinx, uh, brought low to do a cleaning because you're going to be cleaning anyway. Back in the old day, almost everybody who was a practitioner of hoodoo always knew that, and all the cleanings were done in a uh, spiritual way, what some might call a ritualistic way. But... Nowadays, people think of hoodoo as kind of almost an emergency go-to thing rather than a way of life. And so they go, oh, I got messed up. Someone threw for me. I've been jinxed. I've been crossed. I need a cleansing. And that's a cleansing, not exactly a cleaning. And um, so we're going to talk about both of those things, cleaning and cleansing, and how they're done. And there's a another reason that people do cleaning and cleansing, and that is if they have done some evil-intentioned work themselves. You know, uh, if you put together a, a chicken poo spell, you got dirty hands. Even if you wear gloves, you got spiritually dirty hands. If you put together a hot foot spell, you got that stuff all up your nostrils, and you should clean. And you should not only clean just to get off that you know, burning hot, red-hot pepper stuff or the chicken poo, you should also clean spiritually and ask uh, God to set you on a straight path because whenever you do something uh, damaging, potentially damaging, dark, revengeful, angry, aggressive, or spiritually entrapping to another person, it's always a good idea to wash up afterwards. Just like you were, you know, had grease all over your hands from working underneath your car. You want to be clean. So those are the three reasons that people clean. All right. Now, having said all that, I have no idea where you're going to take this, Angela, but I'm going to turn it over to you. Okay. Um, A lot of the cleansings that I do, I do personally, and they're like what Miss Cat was talking about is cleaning. 
where because I am a practitioner, every Sunday I do, you know, a cleanse for myself because I work with clients and what they say, not all of them have the best of intentions and, you know, they want you to do their work because they don't they don't want what they're doing to backfire on them. They want it to backfire on you. Well, there's still the uh, genius behind it, so they still get the backlash on them. So I tell them to do, you know, a bath, and I do my bath every Sunday, not always without fail, but every Sunday. And um, uh, when during the week, I use, uh, oh, which one is that? I use the, the fan soap in the red box, the camphor soap. Daily. Oh, yes, fan when camphor the moon soap, is, yeah. Yeah, when the moon is waning, I use that one every day. And then when the moon is rising, I use uh, ginseng every day. Wow. And that, yeah, well, it helps. I mean, because you just go in the shower and take a shower, you know, and then on Sunday you do your actual ritual, spiritual, you know, I'm concentrating on this, I'm praying this, you know. But your daily thing, you know, Psalms 23, everybody knows it. We learned it in kindergarten. And it is the go-to for just about everything, so I, I use that one a lot of times, and being pagan more than actually um, Baptist, I'll go both. I'll do the, the Psalms 23, or I'll talk to, you know, the goddesses I follow, or I'll just kind of say something from my heart as I'm working. None of them are wrong. That's something very important, that none of them are wrong. Um People get all twisted up about, you know, who do I pray to and how do I pray to cleanse. Just ask the divine, ask spirit, and if nothing else, yeah. just just you know say the words, may I, you know, be clean in body, mind, and spirit. That's enough. Um, mm-hmm. How about how about you, Ali? How do you do um, distinguish or do you distinguish between cleaning, cleansing, and cleaning up? Yeah, I do. Not always explicitly, I should say, um, but I do. There, are, what I see is regular kind of cleansing, which is a more of a, a discipline or a practice, and I do that um, as part of a regular routine, not daily, um, but once a month, a spirit, kind of a spiritual, deep spiritual cleansing of of myself, while a, while uh, seasonally a deep spiritual cleansing of my home uh, and the places and the place that I live. Um, but I do have a regular practice of, for example, spritzing, uh, doing e- some evil eye cleansing, uh, working with rue when I feel like it, like I need something, right? Like I feel like, okay, there's a little bit of clogging up. I need to clean that away. Um, and so that I do have a regular kind of practice, one that is also monthly and one that is seasonal. When I do this work for for clients, more often than not, um, it, I don't do it because I'm doing client work myself. Um, I do it because uh, I think some of the work that I do is leans towards uh, darker elements. So I work with a, I do a lot of crossing work for clients. I do a lot of uncrossing work for clients. I do a lot of revenge and breakup work for clients. So I often take on cases that are, can be messy or that involve dealing with another root worker. So having a very strong cleansing regimen is important when you're doing those type of workings, but also for the client themselves. Now, it's not often that... 
clients will ab- adopt a similar cleansing routine. But I, they will do cleaning uh, when it comes to then needing to take a bath or some type of uncaused work. And for me, what I have found that in hoodoo, in this tradition of conjure, um, as I know and as I grew up, is that you don't even need to be a practitioner to know how to cleanse. It's one of the most fundamental kind of aspects of the tradition that's been passed down by families, that everyone kind of knows how to do. There were people I knew growing up in Virginia that knew when to take special baths or how to make a bath, but who would never practice hoodoo in any of its other forms, who never lit candles, who never made a mojo bags, who never did any of the other workings, but they knew how to make a bath. It was kind of the core of something that everyone practiced and knew how to do because it was important. And it's not just cleaning up and it's not just, oh, I'm, I'm cleaning up a mess. It really was to deal with things like, Oh, you know, money is not flowing right. Things aren't looking well in my relationship, right? The basis of, of, of kind of a lot of the problems we face come from things that can be dealt with through a cleansing or a cleaning. Um, you know, and money in particular, doing, an uncr- doing some type of cleansing work will suddenly transform your luck when it comes to money. If you've been experiencing money problems, you'd be surprised. You may not have to go light candles to draw money. It could just be that you need to do a cleansing work. And that's often what I have found with, with a lot of the client work that I do, is that it starts first and foremost with some type of cleansing. Yeah, I I think that for me, um, I am not a super cleaner. I'm not. Um, I'm just, that's yeah. not my way. Um I'm not one of those people. For instance, there are people who won't even light a glass encased candle unless they wipe it down first with uh, fluoride water, uh, which is a yeah. form of cleansing it. I don't. I'm not like that. I just sort of grab things up. I. I guess I figure I'm just kind of an earthy person, but I really do. I really do like to clean up after having done rough work on behalf of Same. clients, and. I my preferred um ingredient for that is um van van that's just me um and I happen to just like it you know it's just it's what I like um I will sometimes um follow uh, that with some a little bit of a rose scent which happens to be a personal favorite but um I do not um I'm not one of those, you know, super, super altar cleaner type people. I mean, you know, maybe mm-hmm. it's because I have low vision. I don't see all the schmutz, you know. Um, but well, I like I like to think of altars as well loved when they have, you know, when they have build up and and altars. I think altars yeah. shouldn't be super clean. Maybe that's just me or the kind of way we grew up with. I mean, the conjure I kind of am familiar with and that I grew up with, it isn't clean. It's messy. You were working with dirts and powders and roots, and you got your hands into stuff. And none of the altars I saw, the only quote-unquote altars, and no one would have called them altars, that I saw that were clean were ancestral altars. So the stuff that was generally kept in the kind of hallway, in the foyer, or right by the door, which usually was pictures of people and the family Bible, that was the cleanest. There was not a lot on there because it was generally just the family Bible and the photos, and that's it. There was no cups of water. There was nothing else. Um, 
altars like where people actually burned the candles and did their work. They were messy. They were messy. They had wax on them. I mean, I, I, rem- I the honey jars of that sometimes I saw had so much wax on them that you had no idea there were honey jars. You had no clue that there was a honey jar underneath because it was a, a ongoing, you know, law court case work that took years. Um, and so the wax would build up and build up and you just would have no clue. So I'm a lot like you. One of the ways that I kind of ensure kind of a day-to-day spritz up is I actually make a spritz and it's Van Van water, Van Van for me as well. You just spray a little bit of Van Van on your hands. Amazing scent. It cleans things up. You can literally feel things perk up spiritually too because it has a nice Van Van has that fantastic quality of not just kind of cleaning away, but empowering. It's got that warming effect almost that I think uh, Hoyt's also has as well uh, compared mm-hmm. to kind of like a Florida water. It's got this nice warm scent that cleaning, but also kind of empowering. Yeah. Um, before we go any farther, there's a lot of interesting things going on in the chat room here, so I'm going to bring them into the audio for people who are not reading the scrolling chat. Um, Contra Manali, you said you didn't hear about cleaning candles until only a few years mm-hmm. ago. Me neither. That, yeah. was, that, that came from, uh, I, I interpreted it as having come from the East Coast, possibly Florida, maybe yeah. New York. I believe it's Afro-Caribbean. It was never part of Hoodoo that I knew, but I, I don't have anything against it. It's just not something I was trained to, and I don't feel a need for it. Reverend Dr. Sweet said, anyone have one strong universal cleansing bath to blow everything away rather than many different Baths. Well, I think different people develop personal favorites. I think Van Van and or Chinese Wash, which is essentially the same, um, kind of is ten times more popular than the nearest one next to it. Um, Florida water has come up from behind again through the Afro-Caribbean thing. I mean, Florida water was used in, in Hoodoo as well, but just not as much. Um I mean, it was always used, but it 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 you can't use it on things that um, alcohol would harm. Like you couldn't put it on certain um, varnished uh, tables because it would take the varnish right off. So, again, a water-based is usually um, better. A soap on water is will clean more things less harmfully. Um, and you know, there are people who like just a regular mineral type thing. You know, a little a little bit of salt, a little bit of ammonia, a little bit of saltpeter and put into scrub water but i'm you know if if you ask the question which is the one i'd say van van chinese wash are the ones that most people use some people like um you know to add a little bit of their own favorite scent to it um and so then i also want to give a little uh shout out to a few people in the chat room miss michael is in the chat readings by mm-hmm. when Sterling Winter and um Callie Mojo Girl and uh Angela L. Um so uh hi to all of you and hi to guest number this and guest number that and guest number the other one. And Rosie <laughs> thanks. So uh we have a nice full chat room today and I just want to thank you all. Keep on posting. We do save our chats and they are available at the Lucky Mojo Forum after the show so you can read what's going on. Um Meanwhile, they're just chatting away. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> readings by Wen says, I was taught to have a white candle going, but the candle does not do the cleansing. Shrugs. Don't shrug, Wen. That is old. Um, I've mm-hmm. seen that in books and in documentation on who to going back to the 20s, that when you clean, you should have a white candle going. In fact, I'm working on some material right now, and one of my old favorites is... Um, 
some people will carry that white candle from room to room as they clean their house. But if you're just yeah. doing a, a little bit of cleaning on yourself, or they just have a little white candle, and um, one of the instructions is, and every time you walk by it, look at it and say the Lord's Prayer. It's just a reminder, and it's a good, it, it cleans the air. Um, Miss Michael says, I've been cleaning altar vegetable oil lamps with alcohol spiked with Florida water. Cuts the grease buildup, but I wonder if that's overkill. No, Miss Michael, that's, that's, that's not overkill. That's nice. That's really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the spiritualist churches also use, speaking of white candles, um, uh, they can also be used. I've also heard the white candle, you leave it all. Uh, when you're doing the cleansing work. In fact, I've even heard that you're only supposed to do cleansing with by light of a white candle. Um, you know, different schools, different traditions, not always necessary. I keep my, if I'm cleaning, if, my, if I'm doing a floor wash, I keep my lights on or I'm doing it during the day where there's natural light anyways. Um, but I do, I have heard where you're like, you're supposed to do by light of, of a white candle. But spiritual churches also uses white candles for cleansing themselves. Uh, there are ways of, of passing candles over the body. Candle over your head, you know, around your Oh, yeah, yeah. can exactly mm-hmm. that will cleanse and clear away. Mm-hmm. That is so true. Um, and Angela L says, uh, "I like mixing uncrossing and jinx killer." Yeah, but that's for when you've been jinxed, and that's not the only reason to cleanse. You shouldn't always assume that the worst. Um, that's what I would call spiritual overkill, unless I had a divination that said I needed it. So, mm-hmm. Angela Marie, let's go back to you. Um, when okay. you when you do um, cleaning or cleansing of a person, uh, do you use a white candle mm-hmm. or do you uh, bathe them? Do you f- do foot washing? How do you do that? Uh, it all depends on what they need. Um, if the reading says they stepped in something, then I'll do a, a foot wash. But, yeah, I do a, use a white candle for almost all of it. Um, when I do someone who doesn't need a bath, they need a smoking I'll smoke them in mullen, and I'll have a, I'll have a ring of those. Um, they look like they look like uh, chestnut shells mm-hmm. with the little um, cowrie shells in first around them. I have a huge ring. I'll put them in that ring with a white candle at the four at the four points, and mm-hmm. then I'll smoke them from from top to bottom and have them turn. You know, I stand at the north, and I just have them turn um, from east around and smoke them that way. You know, that, that, reminds me, that reminds me of a, a very old-fashioned way um, using sprays um, in which um, the, the medium or, or spirit reader or root worker, whatever you want to call her, would, um, and this mm-hmm. comes out of the spiritual church movement, um, would, would have you stand and kind of like lift your arms slightly so they were just a little bit away from your body and then do this uh-huh. kind of spritz spritz and then mm-hmm. of course you had to know what was coming because you had your eyes closed because you had to know what was coming because otherwise mm-hmm. you'd stumble but it was like a little it was like a little two-step or, or square dance move you'd get turned underneath you know you know what i'm talking about when you just like turn uh-huh. a person right right you just get turned you'd be the dance partner and spritz 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 and you get your back spritz in yeah, you do the same thing. But well, I don't know yeah. what you call that move, but you know what I'm talking about, right? Right. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I have a little. I have a little sprayer. I found this antique little sprayer, and um, mm-hmm. I had to have. I had to go to a lady's house and do a cleansing on her, but she didn't have a bathing suit, and I didn't want her standing there naked, so mm-hmm. I just 
put the I put the um, I put Florida water with uh, some of the herbs and some other stuff in the little spritzer and just sprayed it over her head and had her turn. Mhm. Yeah, it's a you know it. Somebody should um, videotape that, I guess, to show how it's done. <laughs> you have to have a that, but you know, you see, this is one of those things about hoodoo. It really is a cultural phenomenon, not just a system of magic you can learn in a book. Yeah. Because if you've never seen that done, mm-hmm. and if you go there the first time you have that done to you, if you haven't watched it be done to somebody else, you're going to go, they're going to say, close your eyes. They, all of a sudden they got your arm, and you're, you're going to like, what do I do now? You won't know. But if you've seen it done, <laughs> you know how to be the client. And you mm-hmm. know how to, yeah. how to let them rotate you and spritz you. And um, and then often um, there'll be a hand washing or a hand spritz as well. Maybe put your all hands together and pray together. Different different workers mm-hmm. will do it different ways, but that turn is so yeah. neat. Yeah. Yeah. Miss Michael says I can visualize and hold a partner's hand above their head while they spin. Yeah, but you spin them. It's like a country and western dance move where the reader takes quote the man's part and the client mm-hmm. takes quote the woman's part in that there's a name for that in square dancing and someone will tell me what it is. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Isn't that spin your partner dosey do? <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know enough about square dancing. I don't think it's dosey do. I think it's something else. Pirouette or alouette. Yeah, uh, something like that. I took square dancing decades ago. I could not tell yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, um, and then uh, Reverend Sweets in the Doctor Sweets in the chat says, "I have spray bottles that spray upside down, so you can spray yourself at all angles." Well, that's an interesting idea. Hadn't been thinking about that. That's nice. Um, now I'm going to ask you one more thing, Angela Marie, since you're the one who brought us the topic. Uh-oh. When you when you uh, want to do a cleansing on somebody at a distance. In other words, you've got a client, client lives in Pennsylvania, you've determined through readings that they've been crossed, you're not going to bathe them in person, swing them around, do-si-do, or whatever. How would, you, how would you proxy clean them or clean them at a distance? Well, for cleaning at a distance, I would use their picture, name and birthday, uh, put a petition on the back of the picture, and then I would... I would have a a white candle to either side of it, kind of like to make a doorway. And then I would, you know, envision myself walking through that doorway to cleanse them like that. And I would always smoke the picture. Mm. You know, because I don't want to, I don't, I can't put the water in, I can't put it in the water because it'll, you know, go away. But that all, that is, actually I have done that though. Because there was a lady with a really bad illness that wanted a cleansing. And what I did was I, Soaked, I did the same thing, but I soaked her picture in uh, healing oil mixed with, um, I think, I think I used the Florida water and, and that and just set her picture down in there. And as the words in her picture, because it was printed out, and as her picture faded away, I was praying over it and said, okay, as the picture, your illness. Yeah, that's a good one. And, yeah. uh, and Ollie, you mentioned egg cleansing in the chat, so why don't you give yeah. us a little about that? Yeah, I love egg. How cleansing. do you do that one at a distance? Um, yeah, I use a photo. Generally, what I do with egg cleansings, uh, the way that I was taught, is to take their photo and use the photo for egg cleansings. You can literally run down the person uh, or, or 
rub the person through their photo and an egg. But another really popular way and one that you could do for if you're doing uh, cleansing over a period of days is you take the photo and you place it under a cup. You fill the cup with holy water and then you place the egg in the water and you replace that over a series of days, absorbing all of the kind of negativity and cross conditions vis-a-vis the photo into the water and the egg. All right. That's a very, yeah. very, a very good one. Now, in in the chat room, um, um, Lucky Mojo, which is Nagashiva, said, swing your partner round and round is what he's finding. That is the swear dance command. Oh. Swing your partner oh. round and round. Yeah. That's, just, that's just too simple. <laughs> <laughs> that's just too simple. Miss Michael reminds us that um, besides photos, we can also use dolls. And I do want to mention something that my old-time friend... Uh, Leah used used to use a plastic baby doll, and uh, this was, you know, able to be put into water. And sometimes she would put some herbs inside the doll. It was kind of doll that could pop apart. She'd put some herbs in, and then uh, put the doll in water and bathe it. It would also make a slight teaish water because the herbs would come sort of out of the. I mean, you know. Not come out of mm-hmm. it, you know, get get into the water, and then she could use that water uh, to, uh, you know, for other parts of the of the cleansing. But um, a doll, a, a little metal doll, a little plastic doll, a little chinaware doll can be used to wash very nicely to cleanse someone at a distance. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're going to hear more from Angela Marie on this when we come back, uh, when we have our free spell at the end of the show. But now we're going to take some clients and we're going to do a couple of readings. So take it away, Papa Newt. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour with your hosts, Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ali, and this week's special guest, Angela Marie Horner, will be right back. We'll be taking calls from our listeners, answering their questions through spiritual divination and prescribing down-home conjure remedies and remediation. Our calling clients are selected from among those who have filled out a short questionnaire at the Lucky Mojo form at form.luckymojo.com. You can listen to the show online through Blog Talk Radio or via telephone by dialing 818-394-8535. If you filled out a client questionnaire at the form, please dial in now to 818-394-8535 and press 1 to let us know that you're available to be on the air. We will select your callers by their area code, and if your area code is announced, we'd like you to say hello and let me, your announcer, Papa Newt, read a brief description of your situation before turning it over to our host. Now it's time to go to the phones and take our first uh, caller. And our first caller is calling in from area code 724 in western Pennsylvania. This is Rosie. Rosie, are you there? I am. Hi. How are you? Hello. Doing well. Thank you for coming on our show. I see this is your first time calling us. Thank you for entrusting us it with is. your situation. Oh, wonderful. Well, thank you. Now, I do see here that with this situation, you haven't had a reading with Conjurman Ali, Miss Cat, or any other readers on this particular situation. Is that correct? That is correct, yes. Right, and Rosie writes, throughout my life, I felt that I have been either stagnating in a situation or that my luck makes a turn for the worse. I have reasons to think that I may have been somehow crossed or cursed when I was young, and I would love to know if it's the case that someone either targeted me directly or indirectly through a family or a generational curse. Turn it back to you, Ms. Kat. Okay. Well, that's a very valid question, Rosie. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions before I 
okay. do the first reading, and then Angela will do a reading for you, and then Ollie's going to give you some root work advice. So my first question is, about how old are you? I am going to be 38 on the 11th of this month. Okay, 38 years old. And what sign of the zodiac are you? I'm a cancer. Ah, okay. I'm going to tell you something about cancer. Um, And this is, I do not mean in any way to diminish your question, but cancers are the most sensitive sign, followed by Pisces. And they take on curses more than other signs do. Have you ever been told this? Has anyone ever talked? Has anyone ever talked to you about this? No, no. no. Can I get a witness? Come on, can, oh, can, yeah. some, can someone? Can someone? Can can, can mm-hmm. one of my fellow mm-hmm. workers just say cancers take on curses more than other people? They, they stick do. to cancers they more. Absolutely do. Yeah. Absolutely do. Yeah. So that doesn't mean that you're wrong or that you're a hypochondriac by any means, but it might indicate why you have felt this for a long time because it's a kind of an inherent weakness. The same thing that makes a cancer so sensitive to others that they become some of the best readers in the world also makes them more likely to pick up um, uh, bad vibes because they don't know how to process them and get get them gone they they don't they're, they're right. not tough they're just not tough all right so having no, I'm not. <laughs> yeah no no they're uh well I, I i've mentioned this before on the show and again no intent to offend because it's kind of humorous i studied astrology with a man named gavin arthur and he had a a disrespectful but loving uh a turn of phrase for every sign of the zodiac and what he's called cancers were nature's little crybabies oh. and <laughs> <laughs> I won't. Oh, I'm I a Taurus. He might have a point. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a Taurus. He didn't have anything good to say, but he had. He only had funny things to say because he was just that kind of a man. But um, you know, he. But uh, you know, everybody. Everybody knows when they do astrology. You're not just your sun sign. That's just part of it. But it is something to keep in mind. All right, I'm going to mm-hmm. lay down three three cards, and in fact, I do see that something did happen to you in the past. So you're not just um you're not just whistling dixie as they say there is something uh, that has gone on in your life that has oppressed you for a number of years and the card is the mm-hmm. 10 of wands it's not necessarily a curse but it's a burden and it may be a curse that took the form of a burden you know rather than having you end up you know by the side of the road broken but um, right it is it is something that's go, has gone on for a while that has not allowed you to finish or complete the tasks you've wished or to achieve the goals you've set for yourself in a direct fashion. It shows a man carrying ten heavy sticks and he's kind of back is kind of bent and it's hard and he's trying just to get to a little house. So um, I'm going to ask when when you say you feel like you've been stagnating and this man's trying to get to a little house. Do you have a home of your own? I do. Um, you do going back to I yes, but going back to the the kind of bad luck feeling. Um, uh, we saved up thousands to put a down payment down on our house, and it ended up being stolen from our bank account a week before <gasps> closing. That was just an example of 
you know, it's just like these unreal things that keep happening. Yeah. To me. Wow. You know, Were you I mean, able eventually to get that? we got it back. Yeah, sure. But it's like it this is not like I said, you're not you're not going down in flames in a burning airplane. It's just one thing after another. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Well, what I see here is that if this if this was done to you, it was done a, a long time ago. Um, mm-hmm. And it's something that is continuing and that will continue um, unless you do something to get rid of it. It is not um, an evil, evil curse, but there's something happened, that's for sure. Um, the next card is um, a, a one that shows me also that there's um, a bit of a problem. And again, this is, again, not, not it's not one of those things that stands for like... Um, you know, someone making voodoo dolls and sticking pins in it. But mm-hmm. it is it, it does say that there has been some difficulty thrown your way. And this card is the Five of Pentacles, and it shows a, a mother and a child in the snow kind of limping along um, uh, on crutches, torn clothes, not well-dressed for the snow, outside of a church. And this says to me that... Um, Whatever was done may, may be generational. In other words, it may have been passed down through the family because we have a parent and a child here. It also mm-hmm. says to me that you may not have sought help when young. They, they, they're outside this church, but they don't go in and get help. So mm-hmm. have you ever gone for spiritual help before? Um, no, no. Um, I briefly had um, some kind of friendship-based counseling with a friend from a church, but... Uh, nothing kind of regular. Well, I'm not speaking of a church necessarily. I mean, have you gone to a root worker before? No, no, I no. haven't. Yeah. So this says to me that you have not yet received spiritual help, and and there are people waiting to help you because this, this church has a big stained glass window, and it's very lit up inside, warm. These people could come in from the cold, okay? And then the okay. third uh, card is uh, called the Knight of Cups, and this shows a knight on a horse walking forward regardless of it all you have kept on moving forward even though at a slow pace the horse is at a walk not a gallop not even a trot but you you keep on going forward you do have faith the the knight holds a golden cup and finally comes to a little stream coming out of the desert and is able to find friends and helpers along that stream and eventually will achieve a goal, but it's going to take you a little while. This knight has a tunic of fishes, which relates to the water signs like Pisces and Cancer. And it says to me that this is going to be, not, I'm not going to be able to snap my fingers and all will be uh, fixed. But you, something happened. You have um, been bearing this burden a little longer than you should have, but uh, you can fix it. Okay. So that is what oh, I see. And now I'm going to turn this over to Angela Marie, and she's going to do a reading. Thank you. Well, hello, my fellow Cancerian. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Your, you said your birthday was July the 11th, right? Yes. That, that night is a partial solar eclipse. Oh. You should definitely make sure you do something. Okay. Okay. So what I have before me, uh, I have a different deck than Miss Katz. Mine is an oracle deck, not a tarot deck. Uh, the first card I set down is the raven. 
And the raven means signs and omens. It means you already know everything you're being told. You already know all this. You've, you've already felt this. You've been told this. You've seen this in dreams. But all you've done about it is just kind of sit there and call in your tree. Um, right. The next card, <laughs> right, the next card is the <laughs> artifact card. And that card means something physical needed to move forward. So you have to either step up and get help or step up and help yourself. But you're at that point where something is physically needed to move forward or you're just going to stay in this, you know, very slow pile of cold oatmeal trying to fight your way through waist deep. The last card I have is the anarchist card, and that means things improving in your world. So once you've taken the step of physically making an effort to get out of this problem, things will start to improve. And, you know, yes, like Ms. Kat said, nobody's going to be able to snap their fingers and make this go away. This has been on you for years. It's going to take a long time to get it off. But you will immediately start seeing results once you start actively working to get rid of it. Okay. Perfect. Now, uh, um, Angela, may I ask you a question? Uh, What was the Mm -hmm. name of your second card? It's called the Artifact. The Artifact. We were typing in here, Mm -hmm. Autofacts, Hierophant. (laughs) Got it. The Artifact. I love it. It's the Artifact. the, The picture is a kind of artifact with a glow on it, sitting on a pedestal. And this is something that you either need to find, need to get, or is going to be handed to you, but it's something physically needed to move forward. I see. So it even could be something like an amulet or a talisman. It could be an amulet or a talisman. And it should be something that's geared towards the Cancerian because we do need protection from energies because energies just jump on us. I'm a triple Cancer, sun, moon, and rising. Mm. Don't I know (laughs) it. These (laughs) energies... These energies just jump on you. And, I mean, it could be something from five generations ago. It's like it was put on yesterday because of, your, because of you know, your, your ability to soak in those energies. That's really interesting. Yeah. I'm going to say something because I know and love Angela. There's an <laughs> upside to this, too. And the upside <laughs> is that almost every Cancerian has healing hands. And almost every Cancerian is a, a, a cook, one who feeds others, can do massage, and um, is a is a great mother helper. So I just put that into the mix. They don't always heal themselves, but they sure can heal mm-hmm. others. Once you take those steps to move forward and heal yourself, Remember to stand in your power because we Cancerians are a force to be reckoned with when we are not crying in our shells. <laughs> that, that makes me feel really good. <laughs> That's actually really yeah. reassuring. Yeah. Yeah, well, think of the ocean. Think of the whole ocean. That's what cancer is about, primordial water and cardinal water. So, um, it, it, you know, any little bit of it may, may be a little bit, a little tear here and a little tear there, but uh, it, you do have the power of the whole ocean behind you. 
Cancers also do well with bathing as a way of straightening up their um, energy. And you will notice that our dear little cancer, Miss Angela Marie, what topic did she bring to our show? <laughs> Cleansing. Right. right? <laughs> Ain't that the cancer thing to do? I thought it was perfect whenever I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that is that is the thing you can do. All right, let's turn this over to Conjurman Ali, and he's going to give you some practical Root work. Okay, thank yeah, you. thanks, uh, Ms. Gad. So what I'm going to do is give you a two-step root work, one to deal with uh, this kind of crossed condition that you're dealing with. And in particular, I'm going to gear that around some of the uh, readings that we received and also to address your nature as as a cancer. So we're going to work mm-hmm. with the elements particularly here. And I believe Miss Cat, one of the cards she got, um, and you can confirm, was the Three of Pentacles, if I'm not mistaken. Right, Miss Cat? No, I'm, no, it was the Five of Pentacles. It was the Five people, of Pentacles, right. People who didn't get out help the, and they were out in the snow, but, but I was right, telling her she should get cold. help. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So the Five of Pentacles is really about the cold um, and being out in the dark. So we're going to begin with this uh, uncrossing work. We're going to first start off with actually using incense. And what I want you to do is get yourself uncrossing incense, which you're going to add to two things, lemongrass and lemon leaves. You're going to add both of that and mix that in with the uncrossing incense. Now get yourself okay. a sensor or some type of thurible. Place uh, light some charcoal, place the charcoal uh, on there, prick your finger, it should be your index finger of uh, your right hand, and you're going to drop just a single drop of your blood onto that charcoal, and you're going to add your incense mix on top. This is to purify the blood in case there's any kind of generational or long-term curse on there. You're going to place that the incense on the floor, the thurible that you have, or the sensor. You're going to place that on the floor, put a chair in front of it, and put your feet on either side as you sit down so that your uh, incense is right by your feet going up. You're going to take a blanket of some sort and wrap it around yourself so that you make a sort of teepee with all that incense going round and round, uh, touching every corner of your body or every inch of your body. And as you do this, you're going to recite Ezekiel 18.20, The soul who sins shall die, the son shall not suffer for the iniquity of the father, nor shall the father suffer for the iniquity of the son. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon himself, and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon himself. You're going to recite this three times total, letting the incense really build up in that little, in the blanket teepee that you've made. Throw the blanket off of yourself, stand up, grab the sensor or thurible, take this to a crossroads and dispose of it over your left shoulder, walking away without looking back. This is using the element of fire and air here uh, to cleanse and purify. You're then going to come home, and for a period of seven days, you're going to take baths that will empower you. So because you are a cancer, we're going to use bathing not for cleansing here, but for healing and empowering so that it actually purifies, so that it doesn't just purify you, but it gives you the power to move forward and reclaim your life and your power in, in your life. What you're going to do is you're going to make a bath out of Queen Elizabeth, Angelica, and Althea. You're going to brew this into a tea, add a couple drops of Van Van oil on it, and you're going to bathe for seven days, washing yourselves upwards, 
while reciting 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. This is to really start things off in a completely radically different direction than what you've been experiencing. With curses or cross conditions as you've experienced them, they become fossilized. They become set. They become a part of patterns in our lives, routines in our lives. And that's why they're able to continue for long durations. That You're not dealing it for a little bit. You're dealing for long periods of time. So what we want to do is radically shift your life into a different direction. You're going to do this for seven days, letting yourself air air dry uh, every single time and sprinkling the used bath water at your front porch. Um, This, I believe, is going to be a strong working for you geared towards your situation and will turn things around, changing your luck, changing your conditions for the better. That's what I would recommend. Let's see if Ms. Kat and Angela have anything further to add. Got to ask, okay, thank which, you. which Corinthians? Uh, 2 Corinthians 517. 2 Corinthians 517? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, just taking me a little bit of a moment no, to, to get that. Okay, great. Um well, I I like this. This sounds really good. I can't think of anything I would add to it. Um, the artifact did make me think, though, that it might be nice to have some kind of a of a little talismanic feature. You might want to get a piece of jewelry. Since uh, you're a water sign, you might use something like, um, oh, I don't know, um, you know, a blue type, you know, blue lace agate or... Um, not a dark blue like lapis, but one of those those pretty little blues, um, you know, uh, something mm-hmm. light, and uh, and 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 oil it with, um, you know. Oh, Kajimanali says a silver moon talisman. Yeah, a silver moon talisman with a little pretty blue mm-hmm. stone in it, something like that, yeah. and wear that as an artifact. Um, that would be that would be really sweet and would be very helpful to you, I think. Um, and which you, oil should I use? Oh well, you might could use cancer oil, um, okay. a lot of t- or moon oil, uh, which rules uh, cancer. A lot of times when you do a talisman, one of the best ways to empower it and and sort of perk it up is to use the oil of your zodiac sign and or the ruler of your zodiac sign or both in a combination. Um, okay. Yeah. Just a blue topaz, any of those kind of you know something light and clear and sweet, uh, chalcedony, blue chalcedony, something. Moonstone says alchemical artisan's hour. That's really good too. Moonstone's All right. my favorite. Good, good luck to you. All righty. Um, now here comes Papa Newt. He's going to bring us in our next client. Support for this programming is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and located online at luckymojo.com. And by the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org. And by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of the Association of, uh, the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phone and take our next client. And our next client is a return caller calling in from area code 715 in Wisconsin. This is uh, Raquel. Raquel, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hi, welcome back to the show. I see you were about on within a year or so ago. 
and uh, conditions have changed a little since uh, since that call. Is that correct? Yep. Wonderful. All right. And uh, with this current situation, you have not had any readings with Ms. Kat Contramanali or any other readers, readers or root workers. Is that correct? Yes, it is. <laughs> Thank you. And she writes, I'm going through a personal change, how I feel, think, and see the world. I'm not who I used to be, feeling lost in search of guidance and direction. Please help. Thank you. Turn back to you, Ms. Kat. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask the same questions I asked before. About how old are you? Um, I am at the end of my 30s. Ah, end of your 30s. Okay. And what sign of the zodiac are you? I'm a Virgo. Okay. Well, Virgos are very practical people. So let me ask you a question. Do you have a good job? Um, I I have two jobs. One's an okay job. The other helps me to get extra money. Okay. Because Virgos, um, when you say you're going through personal changes, Virgos love to have a job which they can progress and advance in. So if that was part of what the change was, I was going to give you some advice about that. But um, it sounds to me like you've, you've got that part covered, which is very typical of a Virgo, very industrious people. All right. So um, we're going to turn this over to Ollie, and then uh, he's going to do a reading for you. Then Angela will do a reading, and I will give you some root work. So there you go, Ollie. Yeah. Uh, so if I understand what you're asking, is you're just looking for basic insight about the way your life is progressing. You see, you've gone through some change, you're feeling a little bit lost, um, and you're not looking for something specific, just generally where your life is headed. Is that correct? Yep. I, I feel like I don't even know who I am anymore, that I've changed that much on the inside. Yeah, uh, so I, I've pulled a geomantic reading, which is really uh, good for kind of looking at the year and where your life is going. I'm not doing a yes-no geomancy reading, which is what I normally do on the uh, show when people ask a question like, will I get back together with so-and-so, will I get that job? And instead what I'm doing is a life reading, which is uh, looking at kind of all the 12 houses and particularly looking at the things that stand out. So first and foremost, in the very first house, which represents you, we have Albus. Albus is a goblet. This is a period of insight. What you're going through is not uh, accidental or or for want or random, but rather is going to be uh, a period of soul searching, and it's going to actually produce something at the end of it. You are going to walk away more with insight about who you are as a person. So you say you don't know who you even are, but that is a process. That is what you're going through right now. This isn't a state of being in which you are unable to move forward in, but rather a process of discovering who you are. And that process is going to lead to you being wiser at the end. So it is going to take time, be be patient, um, that this is a, a kind of an ongoing process for you, but that at the end it will produce something. Um, now we look to, to uh, the next kind of significant thing that really stands out in the chart, and that is looking at your 10th house. Now the reason I looked at your 10th house, which is the house of careers, is because you say you have two career, you have two jobs, uh, one that you know, you're doing and one that kind of brings uh, your side income. Um, how are you feeling with your with your jobs right now? Um, are you happy with your job? Uh, you said that you've got kind of the side income. Is there a reason you, you 
got two jobs or, um, you know, because the reason I ask this is that I do see some problems coming up in the job field for you. Yeah, the first job is my full-time job, Monday through Friday. Um, mm-hmm. I only started that job in February. Um, uh-huh. it, it isn't stable is the problem, okay. and I didn't know it until after I accepted the job and started my first yeah. week. And yeah. the second job I've had for four years, I deal blackjack on the weekends at a local casino, mm-hmm. is literally just to supplement my income. It's not the happiest job in the world. It's not bad as yeah. far as making money goes. Yeah, okay. So there's a reason I asked this question. Is the temp house stood out amongst everything else in your in your chart. It's the one that, that had the most difficult figure, um, and that is Tristitia. Tristitia is the stake driven down. Now, it's interesting because I also did the projection of points. The projection of points is like it's one of the tricks, uh, along with a, just like astrology, which has lo- uh, a series of lots that you can do through calculations that determine people's wealth, a lot of fortune, for example, etc. In uh, Geomancy, you can do something known as the projection of points, which is like, what is the secret here? What is the hidden factor that is causing the issues? And the 10th house came up. So in addition to the 10th house standing out with the figure that it had, it also is based off of the calculations, the kind of crux here. You're a Virgo. Virgos are imminently practical, and they often find their happiness when things are going their way. That's not the same for all the charts, for all the signs. Some signs enjoy conflict. Some signs enjoy challenge. Some signs enjoy doing things that may not be financially secure or stable, but they're emotionally fulfilling. That's very typical, for example, of Pisces. Uh, but in your case, your kind of career prospects play a role here. Um, they do play a factor. It's not that your entire self-esteem is wrapped up in your job in any way, shape, or form, but rather where you are financially and where you are in your career is also having an impact on the process that you are going through. Tristitia means that this is a, down, a bit of a downward spike, that this is where uh, the most kind of damage is being done and where you want to direct a lot of your energies. You want to transform. You want to do magical work that will help really change your career prospects, which in turn will have the intended effect of also helping you figure out what it is you want, where it is you are headed. This is the kind of key here when I pulled, pulled the life chart is to really change uh, the light, the, the kind of direction your career is going. So if Miss Cat can give you some career magic, some, some money magic, to really turn that around for you, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make a massive difference. Now the good news is that things will improve for you. When you, we look at the kind of cardinal direction of, all, all of the geomantic chart, it gives us a kind of path into what will kind of manifest over the next year, next year, starting with the question that you asked, so starting now. We see Albus is the process of figuring yourself out. The tristitia is the career issues. That is the difficulty you're going through right now, the sense of being trapped, the sense of things not going in your direction. This is the sense of gloom and oppression. It is the Saturnian feeling, so to speak. That will change with, with about six-month period going from now. Within six months, you'll start to see slow turning, and we see this in Fortuna Minor. So Fortuna Minor says a slow change in fortune. This will likely come in the form of financial and career prospects. So something will happen in your career. Something will happen um, as a someone will emerge who will become a strong ally for you. This person will help to turn things around. This person is likely a solar figure, so they're probably ruled by uh, they're probably the zodiac sign Leo. 
Oh, there's some flexibility there, but Leo is the direction I'm going to go with. Um, this person is going to help to turn things around. At first, it's going to be slow. It's going to take a little bit. But after that six-month period, you know, when you start to see the sign, you're going to see an, an immediate uplift. And that uplift comes in the form of Laetitia, which is the literal opposite of Tristitia. It is, if Tristitia is the stake driven, out, driven down, Laetitia is the tower. You will start to be building upwards, and as you are building upwards, that in turn will have an impact on the insight you have into who you are and the direction your life is taking. So it is a year-long process, but I do sense that you can get through it. That's what my reading is showing. There's a kind of a lot of details in there to unpack, but I don't want to take up any further time. We're going to turn this over to Angela and see what other insights that she can provide for you. And then Miss Kat is going to give you root worker recommendation. Just quickly remember, career, money, and an ally are the kind of three key components of, of your path going forward. Okay, thank you. Hello. So we have... A tough one for you there. Um, change is good. I have a friend who's a Virgo, and she absolutely despises change. Change is good and sometimes necessary. <clears throat> the first card I pulled is the missionary, and the missionary card means good advice. It means uh, taking advice, sometimes with a grain of salt, but... It also means to, to listen and weigh it and figure out what you're going to do on your own. Um, and it comes up most likely because someone has given you some good advice um, besides us. I mean, outside in your world, in your circle, someone else has given you some good advice. Um, the mercenary is the next card. And that card means people are not on the same page. They're all working towards the same goal but they're not doing it in the same way with the same ideal benefit. Okay. It's probably the casino job because, you know, you're working towards making money. They want to make money, but they want to make money off of you, and it's just really not your cup of tea from the sound of it. It's just a job. Um, these are probably, your friend there is probably the one who has given you the good advice of move on or move up or something to that effect. It's not a bad idea to look into that. Um, maybe they told you to go to school. It's not a bad idea to look into that. Um, but just make sure you know where they're coming from. I mean, are they trying to get you to leave because they want your job? Uh, the last one is the tax collector, and that card means paying your dues. So the kind of lost feeling, the kind of trapped feeling, you're just, you're just paying your dues, you know, you're, you're just working out, you're just building up, so don't let, you know, don't let your current situation overwhelm, because it's not going to stay this way forever, as Conjurman Ali says, it's not going to stay this way forever, so you're, you're good, I mean, just, just ride it out, pay attention to where you're going, and you'll be good. I mean, he gave you a lot of great advice. There's really not much else me and my cards have for you except the same thing that he told okay. you. Okay. okay. All right. Well, so, I'm yeah. going to... I'll give you to Miss Cat now. <laughs> okay. I, I'm going to uh, get into some root work advice. Because you said you feel like a different person than you used to be and that you also feel that um, you're you're just not sure of what your path is right now. I would like you to do a little bit of self 
self-care and self-clarity work. I want you to get some uh, clarity bath crystals, uh, or you could get clarity oil, either one. And um, I'd like you to also um, uh, take a bath, and you can put in a few, you know, like five, ten drops of the clarity oil, or you can just take a little half handful, a little sprinkle of the clarity bath crystals, smushle them in the water, they'll dissolve, and take a bath. As you bathe, I want you to ask however you conceive of the divine or of God or of spirit or of goddess or whatever it is you pray to or venerate, your grandmother, uh, you know, uh, the lady of the lake. I don't know who you who you venerate. Mm-hmm. But ask that being, please help me to see my way clearly. Get out the bath and uh, just let the water go down the drain. And then I want you to light a little white candle. I mean, it could be a small candle. And uh, dress it with uh, clarity oil. And if you use clarity bath crystals and don't have the clarity oil, well, then just dress it with olive oil um, or holy oil from a church or however you like to work. But just you want to dress that thing with oil. And while it burns, and it'll take some time to burn. You don't want a big candle now. You don't want one that's going to burn for two and a half hours. You want a little candle. And while it burns, I want you to write... um, two columns and and do some, like I said, self-clarification here. What do you like about your life? What do you not like? And then look at the things you don't like and anything that you think you can change, even if it's going to cost you money to change it, even if it's going to take you a year to change it, put a little note next to it, I can change this and even maybe a date. I can change this by January. I can change this by going to the gym. I can change this by uh, getting a different job. I can change this by divorcing. I can change this by having a baby. Whatever it is you can change. It's up to you what what those things are. And anything that you like, that you believe you can maintain, you're just right next to it. I, I, I can keep this. I can have this. I have this. This is me. And once you've done that, I want you to take the things that you can change and run a little highlighter over them. And put that down, fold that up, and put that in your underwear uh, uh, drawer. And I want you to come back to it once a week. Light the candle and look what you have changed. And make the changes that you need to do. Now, Ollie said it would take a year. Clarity, you can use it to anoint your third eye. You can also, some people will draw a cross on the palms of their hands with it. Go to sleep and ask to dream of the changes you have. Just to say, before you go to bed, say, I wish to have a a dream that will allow me to see what path I should be taking. And because you've been rather general in your speech, we did identify a few issues. But if, for instance, it's family you don't want to be around anymore, or if it's a, a church or social group or a school that you don't want to be associated with anymore, ask yourself, can I change this? I mean, you want to make an inventory of what you have, do, think, feel, be that you can keep and that which you have, think, feel, do, be and don't want anymore, okay? <laughs> when It's pretty simple. I mean, it sounds like psychology, but I like to use it with clarity oil. I like to use it with a white candle. Then I want to add one more thing to it, and that is this. When you're working on such a thing, you want to return to it regularly. You don't just do it once and expect an answer for the rest of all time. 
Once a week is a good time to return to it. That's why I say a small candle. You don't want to be sitting there more than 15 minutes. Um, Think about it for 15 minutes. And any new ideas that come up, you can start a second sheet of paper. You can rewrite that list. You can can, um, make notes on what dreams you had. But you're going to devote one year, and as the old Wiccans say, a year and a day. You can devote a year and a day to this prospect of self-change, self-renewal. During that time, I want you to wear uh, as much light-colored clothes as possible, white and pastels, just light colors. I want you to wear um, uh, any kind of jewelry you wear should not be heavy, not something with a big chain that weighs you down. You want to wear feather jewelry or light jewelry. Um, I want you to eat lightly, uh, not to not to go on a diet necessarily, but just eat eat lightly. And I want you to um, wear perfumes that are floral, okay, for a year, okay. And at the end of that time, you'll know who you are and where you're going. It will have been accomplished. And as Ali said, look for an ally, okay. The ally, the ally is someone who will be forthcoming and who will be able to uh, help you. All right. Uh, does anybody else have anything else to add to this? we got about a minute. The only thing I'm going to say is that this is a really fantastic device, and I, I don't want you to dismiss it as, as you know, oh, it's, it's just psychological. There's something very deeply spiritual what Kat's telling you, for example, wearing floral scent, eating lightly. This is about shifting spiritually, tonally, the things that are going on in your life from something that is heavy and oppressive and Saturnian into something that is freeing and more moving. It's, it's tapping into that kind of mercurial component of the Virgo, which, which is what you need right now uh, to really kind of change things around. So that's, that's all I've got to say. Really great advice. Just uh, you know, make sure you follow through with it. All right. Yeah. And ask questions. Um, what yeah, day? Sure. <laughs> what, what day, day of the week? Of, yeah. Well, you're a Virgo. Use Wednesday if you can. But if you have other things scheduled for it, um, Sunday is always good too. But okay. but Wednesday would be your your day. Okay. Sure. Thank you. Then I was just curious. You said you had an astrologer friend who said something funny about all the signs. What about Virgos? <laughs> the little old clockmaker of the universe. <laughs> and when he was in a really grumpy mood, he'd call him those little accountants. <laughs> That's funny. Gavin Arthur, that was the man's name. All right, well, there's our music. Thank you for calling Raquel, and I wish you all the best. And um, we're going <laughs> to turn this over to our fabulously electronic portion of our Department of Technical Expertise. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Condraman Ollie, Sundays 3 to 4.30, the Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays 5 to 6, and the Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, Fridays 6 to 7. All times Pacific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com.
Freestyle segment with Angela Marie Horner of AngelaMarieHorner.com in Santa Rosa, California. Take it away, Angela. Okay, so our free spell for today is a cleansing, of course, because that's what our topic is. Now, this one is going to be fun, so listen up. It's a three-day spell. You can start it on a Sunday if you wish uh, or any day of the week that you feel is is uh, profitable for you. Um, this week is the solar, the partial solar eclipse. So if you want to do it for that, start it Tuesday, then Wednesday, then Thursday. So you're going to have two white tea light candles, one on either side of the tub so you can step into it like stepping through a doorway. You want to brew agrimony, hyssop, and rue into a tea and let that steep for 13 minutes, and it's going to be in a gallon of water because you're going to use a cup at a time. So you, you, and for your bath water, you want to add Epsom salts to it, about a half a cup, and you're going to take a bath in that, bathe from top to bottom because we're getting rid of, if you want to draw in the power of this eclipse, wash from your feet to your head to draw in the power of that eclipse to come into you. Uh, the eclipse is good for building self-power. It's good for having a foundation. It's good for seeing through the darkness, all kinds of wonderful things like that. Uh, to cleanse your house, you're going to add the same agrimony hyssop and rue, a cup worth, into your mop water. And you're going to cleanse your house from back to front if it's a single story. And if it's a two-story, top to bottom, back to front. Uh, and you can use Psalms 23, you can use Psalms 35, or you can use Psalms 91. Uh, 23 is an in general psalm. 91 is a fighting off evil psalm, and a, and 35 is an asking for help psalm. Uh, you can also pray from the heart. You can also work a spell with this uh, if you're building on the new moon. So all of these are to be done. You start at the evening and you end in the evening. You can throw out your cup of water from, you save out your cup of water from your bathtub and you throw it out either in the crossroads or you can throw it out in your backyard if you're building power. All right. Can you, so, okay, I was going to say, can you still hear me? <laughs> yeah, we can still hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. And uh, so uh, so agrimony, hyssop, and rue are a, a wonderful combination. Um, and each one of them does something different in cleaning. And so that's kind of what, what I look at this. This isn't just a random assortment of, hey, here's three green herbs. But rue prevents the evil eye. Rue prevents evil. But if evil has already been cast upon you, agrimony just naturally turns it back to where it came from. And if you did something, let down your defenses, maybe spoke badly of someone, did anything wrong that made a little bit of schmutz or dirt come around you, hyssop cleans you up. So these three kind of cover everything. And then there's the Epsom salts. And Epsom salts is interesting, too. It's a very soothing bath it's a it's good for your skin um and it 
it causes uh, impurities and imperfections to be washed away. It's used for healing. And um, it's also a laxative if you were to drink it. So it tends to just remove toxic um, vibrations and actual physical toxins. Wonderful, um, wonderful bath. And it can be, and one of the things that makes hoodoo what it is is that we can both uh, bathe in something and we can also do a floor wash. And a lot of people who don't come from this tradition goes, why would you bathe in a floor wash? But <laughs> you, you don't. You don't bathe in the, the floor wash. You use the same herb tea to make both. Okay. Mhm. And that's one of the reasons I like to use hyssop in this one because hyssop will clean your house too. Yeah. Because of oh, the yeah. arguments mm, and the yeah. bad blood mm-hmm. and stuff like that that can happen. Hyssop is good for cleaning your house. That's right. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. In fact, is... uh, hyssop was a very common recommendation for when couples uh, got into a fight. Uh, any form of kind of before you did reconciliation with hyssop as a mm-hmm. sort of cleanser before that to clear stuff yeah. away. Yeah, it's used it's used to um, uh, keep off any kind of uh, negativity and and especially yeah. if you if you might have yourself, you know, trespassed a little bit or sinned yes, in some way. Exactly. I'm very fond mm-hmm. of agrimony uh, because agrimony is the only thing, like if someone's actively cursing you, agrimony is the only herb that is always recommended to just, you know, it's already been done, the curse has already been laid, and just throw it right back where it came from. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. And then and then rue has a great powerful um, use against the evil eye of jealousy and um, and so forth. Yeah. So... Thank you very much for that. That's a great cleansing Fantastic formula. Fantastic cleanser. Yeah, very traditional. Yeah, very traditional. Now, I'm gonna, uh, I've am gonna. got a minute here. I'm going to throw another little idea. <laughs> if you were cleansing a business and you used these herbs and all for cleansing a business, you might want to finish with some money drawing. And one of the oldest ones is just a little bit of cinnamon and sugar at the, at the door. If you wanted protection... Um, in your house or at your business, um, you might want to finish up the door, uh, red brick dust, say, for the house. If you were running a body house or gambling hell or something of that nature, you might want to use a bit of baldo leaf um, to keep uh, ugly-tempered customers and clients away from your building. So when you do a cleansing bath, you can also kind of seal things up. If you've been having accidents, you might want to use feverfew at the windows yes. and doors Very or fern good. and that, that to keep off any kind of accidents or even thieves if you use fern. Mm-hmm. So those kinds of things to seal a house after you've cleansed it and to seal yourself after you've cleansed yourself are also very mm-hmm. useful. We were told that every time you did some type of cleansing work, you'd follow it up with a little bit of John the Conqueror oil on your feet or Van Van oil on your feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I like all of those. I I was always told because I've always been a business person, cinnamon and sugar at the door, and yeah. um, and uh, to me, I always I like the taste of cinnamon and sugar. I lick my finger, Same. have that cinnamon and sugar, so I always taste it. Oh, and yeah. Throw it at the door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and getting money. rid of stuff, you want to use frankincense and myrrh. Oh yes, that's after another. your bath. Yeah, frankincense and myrrh is good to fumigate the house. That is true. All right. Well, this was a a real Cancerian show. 
all about um, cleaning and taking care of the home, taking care of the person. And um, all of y'all who want to get a reading from Angela, you now know what she reads like. She's a great reader. She's also a very, very good root worker. If you want, you can um, ask the shop when you order. Please send me a copy of the Sigil Magic Flyer that Angela Marie wrote in which she presented a workshop on this year at our Hoodoo Heritage Festival back in April. It's a mind-blowing flyer. It's free. All you have to do is ask for it. Sigil Magic by Angela Marie. Put a note in when you order. All righty. I'm going to turn this over to Papa Newt. He's going to give us our customary announcements. And we're all going to come back and we're all going to say goodbye, each in our very own in several ways. So take it away, Papa Newt. <laughs> thank you, Ms. Kat and Conjurman Ali, and thank you, Angela Marie Horner of AngelaMarieHorner.com in Santa Rosa, California, for being our guest this week. We invite you to join us next week when we'll have another special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers who will be Miss Michael of HoodooFoundry.com in Willard, California, bringing us the topic on the first steps to successful prayers. Once again, we come to an end of another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find Miss Kat via the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and Contraman Ali at theconjurman.com in Mission Day Hill, California. I'm your announcer, Pop New, joining you from popnew.com in Omaha, Nebraska. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Group of Power can be heard every week live on Vlog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available in archive via luckymojo.com slash radioshow.html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to say thank you for being here and invite you to tune in once again next week at the same time, and you'll hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jugman playing the Jugman Vault. Thanks, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Thank you, Papa. That was swift and accurate. <laughs> well, I love you all. Uh, next Saturday, anybody local wants to go out to Duncan's Mills, they're doing a Civil War reenactment, and uh, Daniel Smith, our train friend, is going to be there reenacting. Come out and see us. We'll be at Duncan's Mills. And uh, other than that, see you next Sunday on the show. With Miss Michael. Good night. Good night, all. Good night. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.